0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base and here to break down what was in the end a very convincing win. Finally, back at home we faced Deportivo Alaves and we managed to win 5-1. Unbelievable game to watch. It had so much in it. It had defensive frailties, attacking uh, opportunities galore. Um, And ultimately, in the end, we capitalized in a major way. The scoreline, perhaps a little bit uh, flattering considering there were many opportunities uh, for Deportivo Deportivo Alaves um, and ones that I believe will be punished uh when we play against a side um that has the quality of PSG when we do face them on Tuesday but for now let's focus on this game and the response that this Barcelona team conjured up after a very disappointing night in Seville um ultimately as I said it was 5-1 to Barcelona goals for Barcelona two from Trincao two from Lionel Messi and what two goals they were and one from the unlikely man Junior Firpo uh goal for Alaves coming from Rioja um, and that was uh, or those were the players that made up tonight's scoreline so without further ado Let's get into the lineup. Uh, there's so much to talk about from this game. Of course, we're going to start with the lineup. And it was a somewhat rejigged lineup and something that I was very happy to see. Um, many exciting, uh, exciting names on the team sheet, which was very pleasing to see. And I'll run through them here just now. So in goal, we had, no surprise, Mark andre Ter Then we had Oscar Mingueta at right back uh Des still not chosen to come back in uh he did make he did come in sorry towards the end of the game but i guess starting would have been a little bit much um and a bit bit too much of a risk right before the PSG game so Oscar Mingwetha played at right back a center back partnership of Frankie De Jong and Clement Longley uh Longley coming back into uh the center back two um, this time partnering Frankie Diong and then we saw junior furpo keep his place in the squad uh, after the previous game but this time play playing in his uh, more natural position um, of uh, left back so that was at least pleasing to see him in his right rightful position then the midfield was where we saw perhaps the most changes um, and it was uh, very very nice to see this uh, midfield first and foremost we had Morbia who was promoted up to play uh, in today's game for the Barcelona first team and in midfield he was partnered with Sergio Busquets and Ricky Puc which was also brilliant See, great see Puc getting more minutes Um, it's a shame that it's because of injuries that he's found his way into the into the team but listen let's just let's get on with the lineup and uh finally the front three was francisco trincao on the right lionel messi in the middle and antoine griezmann on the left that was the lineup um and ultimately i was very very pleased with it um you know i would have liked to see dest at right back uh, right back uh, but ultimately listen if he isn't fit uh, fully fit or or i know he's passed he's got the medical green light but if he's going to play against psg you know let's let's not uh, make him play a full game right before when he's just coming back from injury instead give him some minutes which was ro- what ronald Kuman did in the end um it, it sounds like the most sensible option really great see morbia come in um it's always nice to see a youngster in the squad and i was just so pleased to see ricky pooch come in and actually play a full 90 minutes today which was great um i wasn't ecstatic about junior firpo playing but ultimately alba's had little to no rest um and with firpo playing in his natural position at left back uh it, that's far better than playing out at him out of position at right back. Um, so I would, I'll take it. Also happy to see Longley come in. Um, I think that was necessary. Not, not exact to see Frankie in, in in the defense, but if that is, if that's what needs to be done at this moment in time, then I can, uh, I can live with that. Pjanic was back in the squad, but he didn't get the start. Uh, probably wise ultimately. Uh, and he did come on for some minutes in the end. Uh, instead, uh, Busquets played there but he was taken off at half time to be changed with um titty just to give him some rest for just prior to the the psg game on tuesday Also, Trincao coming in, uh, good to see that after he had uh, got his first goal for Barcelona in the previous league game against Real Betis. So it was nice to see him come in. I'm sure Dembele will start against PSG, so good to give him a little bit of uh, rest and show confidence in Trincao, in which he repaid today, ultimately. So without further ado let's get in to my analysis of the game and we started incredibly well I thought really really well it was a very positive start from Barcelona you know we were rapid we were active from from the word go and we were very energetic uh, from this rejig team that Coman put out um, and so much of that I believe has to do with the implementation of the youngsters Ricky Pooch undoubtedly always brings energy into the squad then having a player such as Morbia come in who is slightly more aggressive um, than some of the well the midfields that we have is, it's a nice uh, it's a nice little difference you know a, a nice little addition and also of course he brings energy as well and that balances the midfield nicely with uh, the the veteran player of Busquets there in the middle sandwiching him in there so it's good to have that contrast um, but it, as I said it was a good active early start from Barcelona and we looked hungry for goals from the off There was an early chance for Antoine Griezmann, but uh, it was blocked in the end. And uh, then came some worrying signs, I'm not going to lie. About seven minutes in, just Alaves were able to counter with such ease. And counter in a manner that looks so threatening because we have hardly any men back. I've spoken about this so many times now, and... uh, Ultimately, that counterattack resulted in a free shot in our box for uh, Perez, but he can't direct it goalwards in the end. But it's a major, major issue. We're we're letting in the opponent uh, in behind us far too easily. And it really shouldn't be be that easy for, you know, a team... that has the quality of no disrespect but alaves if alaves are able to get in behind us that easily it's a real real worry as to what psg could do to us and uh, seriously it is um because alaves you know although we won the game 5-1 i say it's slightly flattering because although we were playing some beautiful champagne football at town ta- at times sorry that uh, resulted in goals there were many an opportunity where either Tristegan was uh, summoned to, to make a save or they were in behind and they just weren't clinical enough now that isn't going to be the case against a psg it's just not we really really need to tighten up a defense once more at times it was worryingly bad like worryingly worryingly bad and despite us having control of the game having the major uh, the majority of possession and looking like we were in a commanding position when we went uh, ultimately 2-0 up uh <laughs> giving them the opportunity to get in behind like this it only they only need a chance or two chances, and we end up drawing or losing a game that we should have comfortably won. Um, you know, so it's it's really not it really isn't good enough. Looking at the structure of the team, um, it was interesting actually because at times I saw something I liked. Um, what happened at times was Busquets ventured forward as he as he always seems to do he doesn't seem to be under strict uh, a strict uh, instruction from Koeman to stay back and protect the back line so what happened was we ended up with a solid back three at times of Mingueza, uh, Frankie De who is who was one of our centre-backs and Longley which allowed Trincao to be out there on the right and then Firpo to get active up um, on the left um, that, that allows Griezmann to move a little bit in field and play more of a, a central role, which he, which he operates better in. So that I quite liked because we have a solid back three there. You know, at least we have the back three, and then the we, the wing back, the wing back, sorry, can can run back and, and use their pace or or the winger at times as well to defend. But that didn't you know last for more than two minutes. Uh, And then what happened was we saw uh, Mingueza go forward and then leave just two people at the back. And and that was, uh, and that was uh, De Jong and Longley, the two center backs. So, if and it does seem that busquets isn't going to be the man to stay back and, and and be cover for the back line uh for the most part then i'd like to see us play like a back three like that and allow which would normally be Jordi alba to go up uh and and uh, attack and help out in the attack but then we have three players sat there at the back now whether that's um someone dropping back from the midfield probably not going to be busquets doesn't seem like it's going to be or if Bisquets and whoever's right back or left back if they alternate you know when one of them goes forward the other stays back and makes a three at least so we always have three in the back um it just makes us far more solid defensively and it's something that we really still need to address because it's going to it's going to devastate us on, on multiple occasions then 25 minutes in and uh, I thought we became quite careless in possession actually Messi Trincao and Morbi are all guilty of losing possession too easily in, in my opinion um, but I have to say Ricky Pooch in the midfield was controlling the game lovely um, he was almost taking kind of that that Frankie de Jong role uh, that more advanced midfield role but he was just so Relaxed on the ball, he created space and then did something in it. You know, he'd he'd receive the ball often in tight situations, turned away from his man to create the space and then find a good pass. And he was spraying the ball around the midfield just so beautifully. He really was so commanding and imposing in the midfield, despite his stature and size. You know, it was it was really really good to see Pooch come in and have a very very good game. In his previous game, you know, everybody knows how much of a fan I am of Ricky Pooch because he just brings something that's almost undescribable to the Barcelona team I can think of a lot that he does so well but there's something there's just an essence of him as a footballer that's so difficult to put your finger on but you notice when he's in a game you really do and the team feels it but after having what i thought was quite a poor game in his in in, in his previous uh, game that he was given the start it was amazing to see him come back and just completely change that and and just be such an imposing figure in the midfield and and just play with such a, a, a manner of ease relaxation but also at the same time being direct you know knowing when to slow the play down but also knowing when to to quicken the tempo it, it's stunning it really 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 is stunning by by by, uh, by Ricky Pooch and uh, it's just, it's, it's yeah, I mean, honestly, it was an amazing, amazing performance from Ricky Pooch. And then we managed to take the lead. It was a great cross actually from Mingwetha, who uh, found himself high up there on the right-hand side. Ultimately, it's deflected a little bit. The keeper might have got hand to it and then it ends up in the feet of Morbia who uh, could either take the shot, but here's a shout from Lionel Messi to... to to bring the to, to play a pullback for for the in-running Lionel Messi, which is exactly what Morbia does. But in the end, it's Trinkau who uh, just jumps in front of Messi, sneaks in there before him, and takes the shot, drilling it low and hard into the back of the net. It actually goes through one of the Alaves players' uh, legs, nutmegs him in the process, and that's the second league goal. Goal now, actually, the second goal um, of Trincao's Barcelona. Uh, Korea. So it's great to see him kind of continue on his goal scoring form after getting his first against Real Betis. And although the ball was meant for Messi, Trincao st- comes in and, and steals it and scores. Um, so that was really, really good to see. And And I think I want to touch on something here. Out of all the Barcelona... <laughs> Over time, Barcelona are known as quite an un- a selfish set of players in the manner in which they play. You know, if there's a pass that's, that's better than them taking the shot, they'll always take the pass. And later on the, in the game, and I will speak about it a bit more later as well, but Trinkau was 1v1 with the goalkeeper um, and has Morbia to his left-hand side he, um, in which he could square it and, and Morbia would probably tap the ball into the back of the net. And in that situation, yes, he, he should have uh, squared the ball. And a lot of people are getting on at Trinkau for being a bit selfish. Listen, Trinkau is far from the finished article. This is, this is my opinion on it. He's far from the finished article. But having that streak of selfishness uh, selfishness in his play, I actually think can be such an attribute and and such an asset for Barcelona because it's something that is alien to us. And if we use it well and, and if his development continues to progress in a positive manner, it can be a real, real good trait to have in the team. I really don't think it's an issue. I actually think sometimes Barcelona players need to be a bit more selfish. I think we're, at times, I think actually, in a lot of occasions, guilty of overplaying the ball, constantly looking to find the perfect goal instead of just taking a shot or just trying it yourself. There's a time and a place for that. And I think Trincao is the man to do that more than most. So I actually personally don't have a problem with him being slightly selfish in his manner of play. I think it's a positive thing. And right now he gives the ball away quite a bit, okay? But this, you know, if he continues to progress and is coached in a good way and a a good manner and and he continues to grow as a footballer because he's still so young, I think he will, you know, lose the ball less and he'll become more of an impactful player and he, he will really grow into a very, very good winger for Barcelona. And having him uh, have that that's that selfish streak in his play similar to the likes of maybe a Riyad Mahrez, I actually think can be a very big asset to us and at times him going alone him t- putting the responsibility on himself to score or, or to make something happen I think will be a big big asset to Barcelona and and will be a nice contrast to us always trying to find the perfect goal or overplay it at times so I actually do not mind it Yes, he needs to learn when to pass and when to go himself, but that will come with time, with coaching. At the moment, it's it's not too much of an issue for me. It really isn't. But as I said, we took the lead thanks to a low-driven shot by Trinkau, and that was the first goal of the game. Clement Longley, I thought, played uh, not too not too bad in the, in the defence uh, so far. I think that was about the 30 minutes in. He'd played pretty decent. Um, he was clearly trying to prove a point, I think. I thought he was quite commanding. At times, he he held off his man very well positionally. At times, he could have improved for sure. But um, I've said it before, I've said it again. For me, he's a, a much surer bet than, than Mtiti. And I really hope he starts in place of Mtiti uh, against PSG. I'm actually not sure who will play alongside him. I think if Dest is selected, then we'll have Minguethe in there uh, alongside him. I'm not sure if we'll play Umtiti. In fact, I don't think we'll play Umtiti and, uh, and Langley as the centre-back partnership because I don't think Koeman's, um convinced about playing two centre-backs that are left-footed together. But we'll have to wait and see. However, then we saw what would have been a beautiful goal. Messi with a a beautiful rainbow ball over the top of the defence into the path of Trincao who hits it first time but it's saved and ultimately it was ruled offside after that. Then I want to highlight something, right? I've given... In the previous podcast, I spoke... In detail about Busquets and how, for me, he isn't good enough to be a starter in Barcelona. Now, there's a number of reasons that for, for that, in my opinion, one is because of the role that he's being asked to play. He isn't being restricted enough in his play, and he isn't playing deep enough for me. When he plays as cover for the back, uh, the back, uh, the back line, uh, and and when he controls the game from there, and, and is able to implement his brilliant long range passing from a deep lying position and cut balls out and be that kind of octopus in that zone i think he plays well but when he goes forward and loses the ball or or, or is tasked with running back it's not suited to him and i think ultimately the problem is he is going to be our starter because we don't have anyone better to put in that position I do think he is finished as a starter in the role in which he plays in the Barcelona team right now if he was to play more deep line covering the back line I think it would be a different story I think he still could could do it but today one thing that was so evident was the class in his passing his long-range passing is 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 perfect I mean really as close to perfect as you get and when he and when he is spraying the ball out from a deep line position like that it is truly magnificent to see and we saw it again he played an unbelievable ball into the path of Griezmann who is 1v1 with the goalkeeper but ultimately it's a poor attempt a uh, goal that is ultimately saved and then it rebounds to Lionel Messi who puts it into the back of the net with his weaker foot then VAR rev- uh, reviewed it and ruled it offside and instantly i thought that was the wrong decision i needed to see another replay and i did and i still completely disagree with that decision i think it's an absolute nonsense of a decision from this the 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 la liga federation in 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 terms of of that ruling i mean it's a legitimate goal messi's goal there the ball over the top from from busquets and 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 griezmann's run is perfectly in time Griezmann is onside apparently Griezmann's shoulder his arm is what is ruling him offside but the arm is not a goal scoring part of your body therefore that shouldn't even come into into play and and furthermore furthermore in these situations you are meant to give the attacker the advantage you're meant to give the attacker the benefit of the doubt the benefit of the doubt in those situations and that wasn't the case. I mean, go and look at it for yourself. For me, there's absolutely no way that that should have been ruled offside. And it completely ruled out a legitimate goal for Lionel Messi and I'm getting very tired of it. I don't know if it's because of PK's recent words about him saying that he spoke with a well-known uh, referee for La Liga and he said, the referee said that the 85% of uh, the La Liga referees were Real Madrid fans. There definitely at times has been many, many, well, there's been many situations where Real Madrid have been niced with some of the decisions. Let's put it that way. And Barcelona have been not in the same way and I understand the nature of football you 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 win some you lose some in that sense but when you have VAR and you're able to see that and they're still making the wrong decision I just think it's an absolute joke. Today was a complete failure on the part of VAR. Um, Complete failure. I mean, the referee didn't even go to the side to have a look at it. I mean, there's no way that that is offside. And I'm getting sick of this happening. In the previous game against Sevilla, we saw a clear penalty for a foul on Jordi Alba. In the box, clearly in the box, uh, given as a free kick joke and then today a completely legitimately Lionel Messi goal ruled offside and it, it it it's it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous luckily Lionel Messi needs no VAR telling him whether he can score or not and almost uh, well very shortly after he comes out and scores an absolute stunner of an outside of the box curler into the near uh, the keeper's near side, in off the post, and it was an unbelievable finish by Lionel Messi to finally make it 2-0, and he finally gets on the score sheet. There's no ruling this one out. There's no hint of offside or any other thing that you want to bring up. It should be 3-0, but it's 2-0. It should be Lionel Messi's second, but it's his first, and what a first goal of the game it is for Lionel Messi. Stunning goal, stunning goal, stunning goal. And that brought us to half time. For me, despite all our opportunities in defense, we looked incredibly shaky still. And as I said before, it's not uncommon to, to to see Barcelona dominate a game, but defensively have lapses of concentration or whatever you want to call it, in which we present opportunities to the opposition, in which they take, they snap up, and then we end up losing or drawing a match that we should have comfortably won. That was my worry. And that was my worry ultimately, you know, Going into halftime, two 0 up against Alaves, we should be, you know, as as a as fans having complete confidence in this Barcelona team that there's no way Alaves can get back into it. But I just don't have that confidence these days. I really don't because yeah I mean a number of things for me I have more confidence confidence sorry in us going ahead and scoring another goal uh, than us managing to not concede a goal which in a way is a nice thing but listen we need a balance we really do we need to sort out this defense as I said that brought us into the half and during halftime we saw the first change from Ronald Koeman it was Samuel Umtiti who replaced Busquets at halftime no injury there I think uh, as well as far as I'm aware Uh, of course as you know I record these podcasts straight after the game but uh, as far as I'm aware no injury I think it was just to rest Busquets prior to the PSG game and I think Coman thought being 2-0 up it wasn't a bad time to take him off Uh, replacing him with Umtiti, who of course had a horror show of a game against uh, Sevilla um, and I, at the moment, don't want him any... Well, I, d- I don't think he's of the calibre to be playing at this club, but I digress. He was put into the team uh, at time, and I think that was to also move Frankie into the midfield um, so he could play alongside Morbia and Rikipuc. Then Perez had another big opportunity at the start of the second half, but once more he fails to pull the trigger. And listen, these chances will not be missed by PSG. That's the worry. That's the worry for Barca fans. The chances that we're presenting to the likes of Alaves, who don't have the the attacking quality, you know, don't no disrespect to the likes of you know Mbappe. Of course, Neymar won't be playing, but I- Icardi, uh, you know, Moishe Keane, a whole bunch of players that they have there. Uh, also, Di Maria. so we're lucky in that sense but um we can't be relying on psg injuries to save us we need to be doing what we can to make sure we win and these chances that we're giving up for alaves that are being missed they won't be missed by psg they won't be missed by an mbappe running in behind no way then we saw a really really uh a really bad moment for Morbia who uh, makes an extremely poor pass It's pounced upon by Alaves and uh, ultimately it's put into the back of the net by um uh, put into the back of the net by the Alaves goal scorer who was it, it was uh, Rioja Luis Rioja who put the ball into the back of the net clinically uh, dispatched and finished to uh, well uh, Tursagen ultimately goes the wrong way, uh, and he and he puts it into his near post. Um, so it was a good finish. I mean, the thing. <sighs> well listen I'll speak about it I'm always happy to see La Masia products come into the first team no doubt about it but I have to say despite the the assist in the game I found Morbilla slightly underwhelming I have to be fully honest uh even when he made his first start for the first team it was in I believe the game against Cor- Cornea in the Copa del Rey um I still found him quite underwhelming. I didn't think he did too much, um, but ultimately, it's great to see La Masia products come in. And listen, he's so young, and he's just, you know, making his way into the first team. But I haven't seen anything that's made made him stand out so far. If I'm if I'm fully honest, um, of course he's so young, he'll make mistakes. And uh, you know, it's n- we won the game five one in the end, so it doesn't really matter. But that's a very punishable mistake. What I will say about uh, his his poor pass that um, was pounced upon by by Alav was the um, the position in which the ball was given away by Morbilla. I feel as though we should be far more uh, able to defend from that position in terms of the interception because it was still quite deep uh, and we should be able to kind of have more defensive reinforcement to ensure that it's far more difficult for Alaves to score instead when they picked up the ball uh, from the the poor pass from Morbia they were essentially through already just able to take a shot on to uh, goal so that's not really good enough but uh, but listen ultimately it's it's always a shame to see someone uh, from La Masia come in and make a mistake like that but he'll learn from it and he'll be become better for it i i I have no doubt about that once more i want to highlight ricky pooch uh he's he was completely completely orchestrating that midfield a stunning array of passes i mean his ability to passes is so beautiful the uh, the array of passing um, uh, the array of passes sorry that he showed in today's game was nothing short of exceptional you know long range short range quick passing uh um you know, creating space and then making a pass all of it and as i mentioned before he really knows when to speed up the play and slow down the play he really has the, kind of the the natural instinct for that and it's really 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 nice to see he's been completely uh he's been a standout in today's game for sure then we saw a massive chance for Barcelona, and this is what I uh, was speaking about before. It was Trinkau literally through on th- uh, through on goal. He had uh, the the option to pass to Morbia, which would have been nice to see Morbia score. Um, you know, to kind of rectify the issue, uh, and and ultimately Alaves' goal that was. Uh, his fault but ultimately Trinkau opts to go alone and the shot is is saved uh, it's not the best he should be scoring he should be scoring we need to capitalize on those situations um, I guess Trinkau was just riding on the confidence that he had from the previous goal but listen I have spoken about uh, you know people claiming he's selfish a selfish player and all that stuff I've spoken about that already you know my opinion today it didn't happen another day it might and he will improve in these situations I have no doubt about that 63 minutes in and uh, we saw Morvia come off for Pedri and then um, we saw a midfield there for, for a short uh, period of time before De Jong came off of Pedri, De Jong and Ricky Pooch, which was lovely to see for uh, for for your, your average Barcelona fan or, or your your hardcore Barcelona fan I should say who's been longing to see a midfield three of them yes it doesn't give the most balance in the defense but uh, seeing players that are so loved those three uh, with, that, with in the Barcelona community. It's always nice to see them on the pitch at the same time. Then we saw Nelly an amazing goal. Some beautiful vintage Barcelona football, but in the end it falls to Griezmann and it's a fish up a tree finish as uh, Ray Hudson would say. Listen, it wasn't the easiest of finishes, but I must say Griezmann in today's game in terms of finishing and and uh, and scoring, he wasn't sharp enough. Um, all the chances that we've had but we were only one goal ahead Uh, and that is a very, very, very dangerous position to be in considering how vulnerable we are at the back and we just needed to be converting these opportunities because the build-up play was at times mesmerizing from Barcelona and ultimately the ease in which Alaves were managing to get in behind our defense was frightening with PSG looming you know uh, Alaves were actually sloppy with so many of their opportunities and as I said before that's not something that I expect PSG will be if they are presented with similar opportunities then in the 71st minute, we saw Frankie De Jong and Mingueza come off for Pjanic and Dest. I think they were good substitutions. Um, you know, Pjanic sh- should provide the stability there alongside Pedri and Pooch in the midfield, and then Dest to give him uh, a f- some minutes. Uh, 20 minutes you know uh, in this game prior to the PSG game I think uh, is is important I also think it's actually very important that Dest starts to find his groove again and, and we see the Dest that we saw when he first came into the squad I think that's really really important um, because right now of course uh, Roberto um, Sergio Roberto out um, and Dest has been out as well forcing Mingwetha to play the majority of the time at right back and then also uh, in the previous game against Sevilla we or Junior Firpo there and yes they can sometimes do a makeshift uh, job but ultimately that's not what we want we want uh, out and out right back being able to play well in that position and Dest has the ability to do that we need to start seeing it we really do I want to see him put in some very good performances then we saw Pedri with a defense splitting ball allowing Messi to be through on goal 1v1 with the goalkeeper for me he just needs to simply stroke that home instead he tries to round the goalkeeper but it's saved in the end and rebounds to Trincao who puts the ball into the back of the net for his second of the evening making it 3-1 to Barcelona relief sigh of relief from the whole Barcelona community as we saw the third goal for Barcelona go in and we we found that two goal cushion one more and it was Trincao to be the man to do that thanks to uh the keeper uh, saving messi's or or denying messi going round him it fell to Trincao and he managed to stroke it home very well second goal for Trincao three goals now uh for him three league goals his three first goals for barcelona confidence uh in in him must be flying and it's great to see that it really really is so super happy for him very very happy but then after that uh, listen we saw Lionel Messi with another outrageous goal a minute after Trincao's goal. Clearly, Messi was pissed that he didn't uh, score the previous opportunity um, and in the end just thumps another outside-of-the-box curler, this time into the top left-hand corner of the goal, A. St- stunning 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 goal from Lionel Messi the goalkeeper was you know a statue in goal there could not get to it would not get to it mesmerized by Lionel Messi's shot uh, stunning listen i am running out of superlatives to, to 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 tonight lionel messi with he is outrageous still still outrageous he is undoubtedly for me the goat of world football it, it, the goat, the GOAT ever in football in the history of football of course in my lifetime I was I was not um I was not I didn't have the privilege of watching the likes of Maradona and and Pele um and you know maybe for, for that reason you can call me my, me biased also the fan I'm a Barcelona also the fact sorry I'm a Barcelona fan of course I can definitely be hit with bias but I can only judge off of what I'm seeing and what I've seen in my lifetime so in my lifetime certainly Lionel Messi is is the best uh, I, I've seen he is this is what sets him apart from from Ronaldo to me Ronaldo is a prolific goalscorer no doubt about that Lionel Messi is the complete footballer. The complete footballer. There really isn't much, if anything, that he can't do Honestly, he should have had a hat-trick today. The goal shouldn't have been disallowed. In the end, he had two. Puts him one behind Luis Suarez in the race for the Pachichi. But right now, we're just focusing on what he did today. He is orchestrating the match, not just from a goal-scoring standpoint. He is the one creating chances, starting the creation of chances. He is at the epicenter of this Barcelona side. And yes, to an extent, it's set up for that to be the case. He is the complete player. He really, really is. He's the complete player. That, for me, is what what the difference is. Ronaldo plays one position, and he plays it stunningly. Messi plays five, six positions, and he does them all unbelievably well. For me, he's the absolute and undoubtable goat of world football. Stunning performance, once again, by the little Argentinian genius. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then we get the fifth and suddenly we seem to burst into stride into magnificent Barcelona vintage football. It was a dink from Lionel Messi into the path of Griezmann who squares it for Junior Firpo who finishes off a beautiful Barcelona move and one that you would associate with a Barcelona of five, six years ago. It was brilliant. Really, really, really good. And this is the the caliber of football that we are able to play. It really is. You know, the defensive threat at that point of the game was gone, so we were really just looking at the attacking brilliance, and that attacking brilliance was really, really proving to be something that we haven't seen for so long. Attacking wise, Komen has improved this this squad. Thoroughly, really, thoroughly, thoroughly, from the likes of Setien and and um, and, and Valverde uh, uh, as well. In terms, of, uh, definitely, certainly, towards the end of Valverde's uh, era. Um, but the the chances that we are getting, the creation of chances, is, is you know gone up majorly. You know the the goal scoring opportunities have gone up majorly. The shots, the the shots on target, gone up, gone up. You know, and we really are creating chances in 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 attacking situations we are looking lethal at times yes we have definitely had a problem with finishing off chances but clearly you can see an a, a improvement there in 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 our attacking play so Komen has definitely got to take props for that for sure defensively we are far far away from being able to to really Uh, win major tournaments like if we're speaking of the Champions League but attacking wise we you have to say we're there or thereabouts we really are defensively we're being let down time and time again but when we are on our game in an attacking sense it's difficult to stop us Difficult to stop us. That is the, the, the bar that we set ourselves there. What we saw there for that fifth goal. That's what we're capable of. That's what we can do. For the for the move and the chance that ultimately came to Griezmann, um, again, that was another thing that you would associate with a Barcelona of five, six years ago. A stunning, stunning Barcelona play. And this, for me, is the difference. I'm really not joking when I say this, but the difference in the midfield when you play these youngsters is just undoubtedly there. You know, the, the energy that they provide synchronizes beautifully with the older players that bring balance to the team. You have the yin and the yang. It's close to perfection at times. Pooch in the midfield is a revelation. Pedri is unbelievable. Messi is just undoubtedly the GOAT. De Jong is completely class as a workhorse in there. It's, it's honestly... The fluidity that Pedri and Pooch bring into this team is unbelievable. Pooch needs to play. He just needs to play. What he does for this team is, is not appreciated enough. And the fact that Pooch is only beginning to see minutes due to so many injuries. If Coutinho wasn't injured, I doubt we'd be seeing Pooch right now. And that is the sad, sad, sad situation um, Or, or... or, or you know that that is the stubbornness of komen that is the downfall of him but that was that that honestly i've in today's match that's some of the best free flowing attacking football that i've seen from barcelona in years and i don't think it's any coincidence that pooch and pedri were in there i really don't i really really don't and then from that point, we were just counter-attacking with intention, with speed, with urgency, and it was brilliant. Trincao actually put in a, a third goal, but that one was this time rightly ruled offside. And that took us to full time. 5-1 to Barcelona. A great response from uh, the poor result in, in Sevilla, um, against Sevilla, sorry, in the previous game in the Copa del Rey. But it sets us up nicely for Tuesday's match against the mighty PSG. Honestly, it's uh, seeing Puc and Pedri do what they were doing. The link up with Messi. The one-touch football. Honestly, it's it's so instrumental and pivotal to good Barcelona football. It's been proven time and time again. Puc needs to be starting more. Really, really. Today, he was unstoppable. He was brilliant. Pedri, when he came into the field, you could see the impact. The link-up with Messi. It's just brilliant. It really, really is. Shout-out to Trincao as well. He had a good game for the majority of it, of course, bagging two goals. Messi just ran the game. Just stunning once more um Umtiti didn't do too bad when he came in but my my feelings on him st- still stay uh, stay the same sorry um and and uh, mingueta also had a pretty good game um, is there anyone i'm missing uh griezmann needs to be sharper he needs to be scoring he needs to be scoring I, I don't think he's doing enough in general play he definitely does have the ability to be uh within the creation of goals for sure but uh but he needs to He needs to be scoring. He needs to be scoring. Uh, Busquets had a good game as well. He was uh, playing, you know, deeper, which uh, just the difference is, I mean, it's just undoubtable. You can see it. But ultimately, a very good performance. Defensively, listen, I can't state enough how bad at times it is and how much of a worry it is at times but some of the free-flowing attacking football that we were playing today thanks to the like the likes of the inclusion of Ricky Pooch Pedri in that midfield alongside Lionel Messi was nothing short of exceptional and that's where I leave it for today's podcast listen guys as always if you haven't already go out and check out my Barca based in my Barca-based Instagram page uh I run it in conjunction with this podcast we can stay up to date in between the episodes um and I've you know it's been going good so far listen we've had a few more followers we've had a few more likes on the posts i've been trying to stay as active as possible always uh willing and open to hearing your thoughts uh and opinions on on Barcelona the current circumstances and all of it. So if that sounds like uh, your cup of tea, head over to Instagram and go to the handle at Barca Base Official. That's where you'll find it, at Barca Base Official, and we can interact there. Once more, it's been a pleasure, guys. I appreciate you listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, listen, please go ahead and give it a like and a follow, uh, whether you're listening on, well, whatever you're listening on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever else. make sure you're hitting it a like and you're you're, you're following the podcast as well. Uh, That does a great deal for the success, ultimately, of the podcast. So I really appreciate you listening. Once more, I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.